let's start here with us um, Andre Orlando managing partner from startup wise guys hi Andrea hi um, so first question I wanted to ask you is there's a lot of stuff here and there on how to build a network for your startup or for you as an, an entrepreneur um, but there's so so little information how on how to better leverage on your network, the network you have built. So which are your advices based on your experience as an entrepreneur and as an investor on how to do it the right way? Yes, so I think there are two points on this question. The first question is that, um, the first point is that you should not um, use your network just when you need it. Uh, you should uh, find time and use time uh, to build trust within your network uh, way ahead of your need time. And then uh, when you approach your network, and that's the second part of my, of my answer, you need to make sure to have a firm value proposition. So let me give you an example. Uh, last year, I fundraised uh, almost a million uh, and a half, to be precise, 1.2 million euros to, to invest in startups. But I did not um, reach out to my network uh, two weeks before fundraising or one month before fundraising. In reality, I was building my network two years before fundraising, and I didn't even know that I was building my network for fundraising. But what I did back then, I was reaching out to people with common interest, um, sharing my network, um, making myself available for having open conversation. And then when I did reach out to my network, I, I, I needed to make sure that I had a firm value proposition for them. So obviously, I'm going to ask you a ticket to invest in the fund. But what's in it for you beyond the financial return, right? So and I needed to be very precise, very specific, very clear in what was in it for, for them to invest. And, and, and that applies in general every time you reach out to, to your network for any, for any purpose, right? Let me give you another example. Um, you're looking for a mentor, right? You're looking for a mentor, you uh, browse through your network, who could be the right person? And then you find this very important CEO and you would like for him or for her to be your mentor. But you cannot approach this person without making sure what this person has to gain by mentoring you, right? So maybe you will, you will offer insights about a specific industry. Maybe you will offer a sparing partner for a specific challenge, but you cannot expect to go to somebody and ask, and ask this person to offer you pro bono time just because it's a nice thing to do, right? So I hope I made it clear a couple of things that I, that I always use in, to highlight how to leverage the opportunity within your network. Yeah, but very good. It is, I mean, um, quite often, uh, too often, um, entrepreneurs um, go to their investors and their advisors um, 
when there are some difficulties <laughs> only only in that case because they they need for help they need for advice as soon as they can but i i mean it is quite a relationship and relationship uh, relationships um need time to be built and also they are based on trust and trust needs time and also uh, as you said it is a um, it is an exchange of value from both uh, from both parts mm. It is not possible to be the relationship when only a part gives and the other part is a <laughs> only only here to to take. It is right. Absolutely, it is it is long term, right? And and uh, and uh, I hope that if there are founders listening to this, they don't misunderstand in terms of um, if if uh, you hear an investor or or a potential coach or potential mentor saying no. Um, Please, you know, try to be empathic and try to understand what you could have offered to this person for for the exchange to happen, right? So that that should be the main lesson learned, I think. Yes, sure. Thanks. Um, which are also um, other thing, other things you, um, I would say, you hate. I mean, you you don't want to see, you don't want to 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 hear. When talking con with with founders, with with entrepreneurs, I mean, not only in their pitches, but also when they talk to you, when when they approach with you. Sure, I mean, I can only speak for my experience, yeah, sure. uh, which which is uh, related to investing in in B two B digital early stage startups, right? So I'm sure that as you um, approach more mature type of ventures and enterprises there may be other type of uh, pain points to um, to highlight in terms of founders behavior or misbehavior but in my case when you have when you have a little bit more than than a team and and an mvp so the first thing and and i mentioned this earlier is empathy right so i need to understand that the founders really um, reach out in an empathic way, try to understand uh, uh, who is the counterpart the founder is talking to, right? Whether it's a, it's a sales discussion or whether it's an investment discussion. Because uh, showing up uh, uh, in a in meeting room and say, hey, I have the best uh, startup, I have the best product, I have the best investment proposal, it's just not good enough. So. Uh, empathy is one of the, 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 the top characteristics that I always ask to founders who, who send us a pitch, to uh, young talent who, who wants to work with us, to partners who wants to fundraise with us. If you lack empathy, you're not going to go far in an industry uh, like ours, right? Uh, which is very much relation-based. Um, obviously, um, it goes a little bit with the job uh, um, about being prepared for the unknown, right? So, so I, I'm not too enthusiastic when I see um, entrepreneurs or founders who panic when, uh, when things do not go in the right direction, whether, again, whether it's a, uh, a pitch meeting or w- where it's a, a demo meeting if you've chosen to be an entrepreneur that is the, one of the most that is one of the most challenging jobs in the world it's also one of the most rewarding 
but you need to be able to tackle the, the unexpected and be ready for it, right? So, so it, being entrepreneurial to the core, not only to the business card, is one of the things that I would like to see. So I would say these two things, being empathic and entrepreneurial beyond business is what I, is what I would like to see. Yeah, sure. It makes sense, <laughs> for sure, because uh, there's a lot of emphasis, I mean, in financial matter uh, and total addressable markets and stuff like that. But I, as, as we were saying just a couple of minutes um, before this, it is a relationship and empathy is key for relationships because you need yes. to feel... How, how the, you need to feel how the counterpart is feeling. And uh, I mean, um, you, you need to be able to um, put yourself in his on in her shoes. And this is, this is key, I think. Um, other, yeah, and, and it's a learning journey, right? It's a learning journey. Nobody expects for, for you to be perfect from day one. But, but uh, I expect for you to, to start learning from day one, right? And if that capacity uh, is, is, is lacking, then it might not be the best journey to be in. Yeah, sure. Um, another, another thing I wanted to ask you is you, you've worked um, all over Europe, I mean, in, in Denmark, um, also in Italy. Uh, which you think is the best national, the best local ecosystem Uh, according to your experience and knowledge, and why? So I think for, for a lot of reasons, um, Nordic and Baltics um, are a little bit ahead uh, compared to the rest of Europe. Obviously, Germany and France are, are moving ahead uh, very quickly. Uh, UK is on, a, is, is on a total different game. And that uh, plays a lot to the role of the city of London, of course. But, but you know, to see, for example, Estonia um, producing so much wealth, so many unicorns, considering that is a very limited uh, population, right? Uh, it's something super impressive. I think, uh, I think um, it, it, it's a series of circumstances that brought Estonia to have this leading role. Uh, obviously, uh, the fact that part of the Skype team uh, more than 10 years ago was, was originally from Estonia. And when they, when they exited uh, to Microsoft, they reinvested some of the resources in the local ecosystem that affected a lot, right? But not only that, I think the government has, has, been, has been doing a lot, Estonia, has a, an e-residency, electronic residency program, which puts founders from all over the world in the best conditions to, um, to start their business. So, so, yeah, I can only say amazing things about Estonia. Setting up a company is, is super cheap. The, the bureaucracy uh, is, not, um, is not overwhelming. I also know very well the Danish ecosystem. One thing I could say about Danish ecosystem, which is also very small, Um, the Danish government had the vision more than 10 years ago to have a strong impact by investing heavily in, uh, in, in, at an early stage, giving the possibility in, in, to, to founders and entrepreneurs uh, 
to fail, if you, if, if you will, to fail early and, and, and also to, to start building upon their, their failures um, earlier. So, so it's a little bit what uh, Casa Depositi and Presidi is doing today in Italy. Uh, we all hope that to, that will have a massive uh, uh, impact on the Italian ecosystem. But you know, then marketed this uh, 10, uh, 15 years ago. Uh, so that's why uh, Trustpilot, Vivino, uh, Gomor, uh, Success Factor, all these uh, startups. Guess where? Uh, I mean, um, uh, there is the, the other one about uh, the takeaway uh, for sustainable. Uh, and, and against waste, uh, too good to go. Yeah. All these startups, they're from Denmark. And I don't think it's any, uh, any coincidence. I mean, an app like Vivino, it should have come from Italy, if you think about it. But it didn't. It came from, if it came from a very healthy ecosystem, which was willing to bet on entrepreneurs uh, ahead of uh, anybody else. So, so at the moment, I see still the Nordic and Baltics doing amazing things. Let's fingers crossed for, for Italy, right? Because uh, mm -hmm. we have a great momentum here in Italy. Um, I, I moved to Italy for this reason, to lead StartupWise guys um, and, and try to capture some of this momentum. As mentioned, there is a huge governmental role um, played by an institutional investor like Casa Depositi uh, and Prestiti. The level of trust amongst players is increasing. The numbers of startup is increasing, so so I have huge hope uh, for for Italy. I called it in one of the blog posts one of the best kept secret in um, in the European ecosystem, and that's where my money goes today. Right, that's where I bet heavily today on on Italy because I think he has the highest potential for growth and uh, and opportunities. Yeah, sure. Things, fingers crossed, also by me, <laughs> because, you know, I, I'm Italian too. So I, I would be very happy if something gets started also in Italy. I think uh, 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 the first thing we need to change, and we're changing, uh, fortunately, is um, our attitude um, toward failure. Because I mean, in Italy and especially in Southern Europe, there's not so um, such a friendly attitude to toward failure because failure is seen as um, something to be ashamed for. Uh, Correct. You need. If you if you if you think something like that, it is quite difficult to start um, an entrepreneurial project because you 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 always learn exactly through failure. So, um, I mean, it, it, this is quite important. Also, uh, culture is very important. I was quite impressed when I read that uh, Estonia, you mentioned Estonia before. Um, you know, Estonia is a, 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 a friendship with, with Finland. And when they, yes. when they changed uh, from the classic analogic uh, network to the digital one, they decided to um, give the, the analogic one to Estonia as a gift. And Estonia uh, answered, no, we, we study, we, we'll start with the, with the digital from day zero. We don't need huh. analogic I, I, di I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> See, but, but then that sums it up, right? Uh, what? Excuse me? That sums it up. That, that explains uh, yeah, the, yeah, sure, the, the sure. avant-garde approach. 
yeah sure because they understood that the future was was on digital and there was no reason to to to, to have an analogic network i mean they they had no network at time because it was right before the uh, ussr fall so but it is important to have a vision for your future as a nation what it takes for your future and also uh, I'm quite happy for what Casa Depositi e Prestiti is doing in Italy because it is a, a starting flame for something we I would be glad to see in the future. And yes, so, 100%. Yeah. Um, so last question I wanted to ask you is, uh, based on, on your focus as an investor and also as an entrepreneur, um, what you see as... Key, key trends for um, digital startups, digital B2B startups and, and software as a service for the next five years, I mean. So, um, I can see that, you know, as I said, I, I invest uh, mainly, actually exclusively in B2B digital. Yeah. So maybe my view is, is, is biased um so you know in, in my reader in my reader i i don't see i don't see so much um, uh, food tech or mm. or 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 uh, med tech but uh, but i think that uh, even considering uh, the, the latest uh, um events um through the past months and years i'm talking about the pandemic that that we we will see we will see amazing things happening in in these two verticals right uh, but i i cannot speak with um with with deep knowledge about these two what i see mostly in my area i see a couple of things first of all obviously a uh, cloud is getting uh is is it's been mainstream for some time now uh, so it's it's consolidating uh, more and more even in less mature ecosystem so and it's gradually replacing uh, uh, not cloud uh, serviced uh, not cloud based uh, uh, services so so that means that um, subscription based business model that means that uh, uh, cloud uh, service providers will more and more be strategic even in countries which are you know a little bit late on the digital uh, development. Obviously, artificial intelligence um, will, be, will be the main um, um, trend still for some time. There's still a lot to develop. I see this in the startups we invest in. Um, we, we recently invested in a startup who is uh, into emotional analytics. So he's, under, he's, he's understanding they are trying to understand uh, what is the, the emotion that a user uh, shows when filling forms or navigating through a website. You know? So AI, uh, in terms of um, generative AI, composite AI, uh, we will see a lot of them, right? Um, machine learning, obviously, in terms of adaptive mach machine learning, we will still see we will still see a, a lot of it. Um, 
Quantum computing, I think also it's, uh, uh, it's worth a mention. I don't think it's mainstream yet. It will not be mainstream for, uh, for a while because yeah. um, uh, we're still talking about um, capital-intensive uh, um, industry or, 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 or vertical, but that will be another, another game-changer, right? So, so these are the, the four things, the four or five things that I, that I see as main trends. There's a lot of talking about new space. There's a lot of talking about mobility. Um, I don't uh, invest too much in new space. In fact, I've never invested in new space uh, up to this point, simply because my focus is different. But, you know, I, I, I wouldn't exclude something big, coming, something big and, and, and mainstream coming up in these verticals as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite interested in this um, thing of the emotional IE because it, it will be very useful, for example, I mean, I'm just imagining to, un to understand better um, customer journeys because the moment it is done in a quite not scientific way, <laughs> I would say, um, it is key um, to, to understand um, customer sure. behavior and, and their and pain points and uh, it, it is a key for conversions and stuff like that so it would be very important for the future also space space for sure when commercial openings and and more private companies in the space in the space space <laughs> there will be, for sure, interesting developments in the future. So um, that's it for this, uh, for this episode. Um, thanks. Many thanks, Andrea. Thank um, you, Francesco, for uh, having me. It was a pleasure. Also, also for me. Um, so see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.